0: It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics.
1: Welcome to episode 627 of the Wayne's Comics podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week, high-power comics creator Graham Nolan talks about his new crowdfunding Indiegogo project, bringing Return to Monster Island back to Compass Comics. Graham is an award-winning cartoonist and writer best known for his long run on Batman in Detective Comics, and as the designer and co-creator of the iconic Batman villain Bane. He's also the creator of the graphic novel Monster Island and the webcomic Sunshine State. He's also the co creator of the horror adventure series Joe Frankenstein. Return to Monster Island is described this way more monsters, more aliens, more classic comics adventure. Return to Monster Island by Graham Nolan. Be sure to support this excellent project as soon as you finish listening to our fun conversation. A bit of an update this project raised $26,000 in just four hours. As I'm recording this, they're now at 37,700 dollars. But don't delay supporting Graham in this terrific book. I'm sure you're going to enjoy what Graham has to say. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. On Facebook, Graham Nolan describes himself as a man growing older, but not up. He's an accomplished writer and artist and the publisher at Compass Comics, a company he started because of his dissatisfaction with what the major comic publishers were producing. He needed a platform to tell the kind of stories he wanted to do and read, and that included tales of adventure, heroism, horror, and romance. Compass Comics is charting a course back to when comics were fun and respected the readers. And Graham has a crowdfunding project going on right now to bring Return to Monster Island back to Compass Comics. So how's it going, Graham? Hi, Wayne. Nice to be here. It's good to talk with you. I've, I'm I'm so fascinated. I, I, I right off the bat, I got to tell you, you're one of my very favorite Batman artists.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
1: Just tremendous. You did such a tremendous run on there. You and Chuck Dixon made uh, oh, so such good <laughs> Batman <laughs> comics for me that that uh, I always people say, well, who's your favorite artist? And you're right up there at the top. So I think that's a uh,
0: well, that's there's been a lot stuff. of great
1: Batman artists, so uh, just to be in the list is, 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 is good enough for me. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's great, because uh, all these good things. Now, I, I'm kind of interested, and I always like to ask people this stuff. Uh, you originally started, I think, as an artist, but now you're, you're writing as well. Yeah. Uh, and I always ask people, you know, are you a, a, a writer who draws? Are you an artist who writes? Or do you consider yourself a storyteller?
0: <clears throat> well, uh, uh, a couple of those things. I mean, I've always said early on, even in my uh, in my career that I was a uh, I was a writer that draws. Um, but the way that comics is set up and segmented, you know uh, you get in it's easier to get in as a as an artist because uh, you can show a portfolio. Uh, whereas if an editor has to read through your stuff, uh, you know, you really have to have an in to get in as a writer. So I got in first as an artist because it was easier. Um, but yeah, a, a storyteller certainly is, uh, is, is probably the best definition.
1: Okay. Yeah. I often run into that when people can do both sides of it. Uh, well then they, they like to be called a storyteller. Um, there are some people who, who prefer artists who write and or writers who or draw, but I, I always think a storyteller is a good way to do it, particularly if you do both well. So, and I, I think that's- so.
0: Is, I think so too, because, um, it's really all about the story. You know, um, the artwork is always in service of the story. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's what uh, I think storyteller is probably the best.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds good. Uh, Matt, now let's talk a little bit because people always get on me because I don't get to this stuff. I get involved in the, in the book and, the, and, and, and stuff about the book. And I don't tell enough about the, uh, the crowdfunding program. When is your crowdfunding going to conclude for Return to Monster? Well, it's actually called Graham Nolan's Return to Monster. Let's get the title right here. And uh, so uh, when is this going to conclude?
0: Uh, it'll go 45 days.
1: Okay, so it's going to, and it started on what day?
0: Uh, it's it started on February seventh, Wednesday, February seventh.
1: Okay, so it's it's underway when this posts. We're recording this a little early, by the way, just so people know. And uh, yes, yeah, so
0: if we go in and out of present tense, <laughs> you'll know why.
1: <laughs> that happens. That's okay with that. Now, one of the great things about Monster Island I want to talk about is the 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 Jack Kirby influence, mm-hmm. who I I always adored Jack Kirby and his, his monster books were always tremendous to me. I mean, he could draw the most incredible machines and I would believe they could do what he said that Reed Richards would build this trans dimensional, something or other device. And I'd look at and I go, yeah, that could do that. And I felt the same way about his monsters. You know, here were these huge never before seen monsters running around doing stuff and I'd say, wow, those could really be real. And I get that sense from yours as well. I, I, I really do think that uh, the the creatures that they're dealing with on Monster Island, uh, they just look so real to me and so great. Oh, one other thing I, I want to make sure we get – this is on Indiegogo, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. There's several now crowdfunding platforms out there, and I always want to make sure I direct people to the right place. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give us and I watched a video where you talked about this and if people want to go to Facebook and see that you can watch some more we'll probably fill in more of the details than we can do here but talk about where uh, Monster Island came from if you would.
0: Sure Uh, well uh, if you want to find it you really got to go to my YouTube channel that's where uh, the the origin of Monster Island video is at Um, but the, the the answer to where did it come from uh it started in 1998 when i was under contract with dc comics and I, I wasn't liking the direction comics were going even back then i had young daughters and i couldn't give them the comics that my mom used to be able to pick up for me uh because they were either you know overly violent or uh too sexualized and um the only stuff i could give them because dc sent me everything they published because i was under contract with them um the only thing i could give them you know without any uh hesitation was the scooby-doo books uh and at the time they were publishing the warner brothers cartoon stuff uh bugs bunny daffy duck that kind of stuff oh and mm-hmm. then batman adventures so mm-hmm. those were the three that i could give them uh and i'd always been a fan of um uh, the great adventure comic strips, uh, Roy Crane in particular, his Buzz Sawyer was very influential for me. Uh, and I wanted to tell a story like that, uh, where, uh, it was high adventure. It was the kind of stuff that, you know, back in the day, it's hard for people to realize, but back in the day, uh, newspaper strips were printed very large and, uh, people flocked to them. Uh, president Roosevelt used to read in his fireside chats, Terry and the pirates to the nation. Um, high adventure tales that everybody could read, adults could enjoy it, and kids could enjoy it on different levels. And that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted something that could be fun for kids, but also fun for adults as well. A lot of whimsy, which I think that comics had lost, you know, that, that ability to laugh at yourself. And so that was the impetus for, for, for Monster Island. Um, I've always liked naval aviation and seafaring stories so I figured well if I get these two naval aviators and um you know I throw in uh, a dash of of, of uh, Roy Crane and Jack Kirby monsters you know I've got my uh, my recipe uh, and so that's where it came from
1: okay and now you are a dinosaur fan at least you grew up a dinosaur fan right
0: well, monster fan. I was a monster, monster. fan. Uh, okay. You know, Universal so- Monsters and the uh, Aurora Model Kits and the Monster Times and Famous
1: Monsters of Finland, that kind of stuff. Now, See, it's interesting. Uh, you, you, you developed Monster Island for your daughters. Were they also monster fans?
0: Well, they had no choice. <laughs> 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 they had me as their father. So, you know, uh, I'd watch, uh, you know, I'd show them Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and, you know, some of those, those old movies. Um and uh, yeah they they grew up to liking horror movies
1: actually wow okay because uh, it's not often that the uh, the the ladies amongst us are big uh, monster fans or horror fans yeah so I, I I'm, I'm intrigued that that happened I, when I was listening to you I thought how did his daughters get into it so that uh, it's just I guess you 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 gravitate towards whatever's in, near, near you or what uh, is presented to you so I think sure. that's pretty cool. Very cool. So, uh, Monster Island. It start, You did this back what in what year did you do the the, the original Monster Island? Grab-
0: Nineteen ninety
1: So that was the year that uh, that happened, mm-hmm. and uh, that came out. Uh, that was published by who?
0: Me, uh, by Compass Comics. But you um, so you
1: did that? Okay.
0: Yeah, I started Compass Comics to publish that.
1: Mm. Okay, so that that came out and. Mm. Uh, cause I just bought on Amazon, a hardcover of that. Did that come out hardcover? It did.
0: Um, uh, in 2018, I was approached by ominous press, um, to do the sequel, uh, to, uh, return to monster Island, and they wanted to publish the original monster island as well. And they did it as hardcovers. Um, and the, the idea was I was going to, then we would do the third part of the trilogy escape from monster island. And, uh, it didn't go so well for them uh and so i got the rights back <clears throat> to the properties uh entirely and i've always wanted to um to have them under the compass comics banner originally uh you know like originally it was published and i got proficient at crowdfunding uh in between there i i saw mistakes they made and 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 thought you know there's a better way to do things and and discovered it and so I crowdfunded, um, quite a few very, very successful, uh, uh books. And so I decided, well, uh, it's time to, uh, you know, bring out, um, bring back return to monster Island to compass comics. I'm also republishing the original monster Island, um, uh, for people to get both series so that all the books will line up and look the same on their shelves. Uh, in in readiness of escape from Monster Island, which will come out next uh, or later this year, early next year.
1: Okay, and there's one of the things in the video you mentioned. I thought was kind of interesting was that normally the Compass uh, Comics logo is red, mm-hmm. but on the Return to Monster Island, it's going to be blue. Or Are you going to yeah. go back to red now?
0: Um, <clears throat> because when I restarted. Uh, Compass Comics in 2020, uh, I launched a book called The Chenu, um, and uh, I decided uh, I wanted to go with with the red logo, um, make it stand out a little bit more, that kind of thing. Uh, and so I've used the red logo as the standard bearer for the company since then. But when I look at the original Monster Island, I see the blue logo, which is how it was first printed. I thought, you know, it would be really kind of cool to return to that color just for any Monster Island series. Because okay, so that's what
1: I'm doing. It Looks good. I, I I like that. It's a good choice. Kind of makes Monster Island stand out a little bit too, which I think is really cool. So it's really interesting to me. Now, I I, I you, you keep using the word that I love and that, that when I read comics, and I want to see adventure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love adventure. I love daring do. I I like Bucklehead Swash and all those kinds of good things. And this book, the, what I've read of it, and I've seen some of the pages of it. It's very human and the monsters are also very threatening but on on some levels they're also not very threatening which i think is kind of fun it, it makes the monsters a lot more uh yeah enjoyable to read and that sometimes we don't know what these monsters are going to do and I I think that's cool the way that you've put that together was that something that you wanted to do did you want to make the monsters a little instead of just going and destroying everything in sight being a little more playful at times and other things
0: yeah because um uh, it wasn't all ages book you know I wanted kids to be able to read it and not get too scared um, you know, it's like, it's like uh, when I was a little boy and I watched Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, um, the bumble scared the piss out of me as a little kid, you know, <laughs> but, but I look at it now and I laugh, you know, how cute it is and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, at various levels in your life, you have different levels of fear. And so I wanted it to be maybe scary to young people, but not, not, uh, terrifying, not gory or anything like that. And I also play with the, um, uh some of the tropes uh, of the kirby monsters like even as a kid i always wondered why is that monster wearing underwear <laughs> and uh and i address that in the books too you know which i think is kind of funny and it's sort of a um uh a side joke to anybody that grew up reading those things you know i i suspect <laughs> the reason was uh, uh uh
1: comics code authority you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i bet i, I just bet but I always got a kick out of that. I always, I, I can never figure out, too, why the Hulk, when he would Hulk out, the pants would always stay. I mean, everything else would shred except the right. pants. And, of course, well, we know why the pants stay, so we don't, <laughs> yeah, don't have to true. worry about that. But, uh, but yeah, the, I, I, the monsters, I, I do feel... Very strong Kirby influence in your drawing of the different monsters. do you want to talk about the, what, what kinds of monsters we see on Monster Island because I, I think that's kind of helpful, I think, for people, because there's flying dragon-like monsters there's also ones that, that, that smaller ones that that they have to fight on land and stuff. Talk about you know what the different monsters are
0: well they're, 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 the monsters that I designed for Monster Island are all story generated so if i need a monster to fly or i need a monster to swim or i need a monster to come up out of a swamp as part of the story that's what i create um <clears throat> but there's there's all different kinds of uh, of creatures that are on this because monster island is a repository it's 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 a business uh, run by these little creatures called the gooch and they they The island goes in and out of the universe um, in phases in and out, you know, through wormholes and stuff and picks up uh, monsters and off of other planets and stuff for a fee. You know, you got to pay them to take these monsters off your hands. You you got you got a monster problem. You call you call the guys the Gooch from Monster Island. They come and they pick them up. So hmm. there's all different kinds of creatures on this island, and they're all contained with a force field. And um, uh, even even the water is contained in a force shield and stuff like that for any kind of swimming creatures.
1: So because like in in comics, they'll have like a who's who of uh, of characters. Do you, do you have a what's what of who the monsters are? No, I haven't done
0: that yet. Maybe I'll do that after the third book <laughs> comes out. You know.
1: Yeah, that might be fun to have. I, I'd love to see uh, little little things that describe who, who the mon- what the monsters are and what they do and what they're known for and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that. That'd be lots of fun. That might be good. That the escape one, and when the third one comes around, I, that's my recommendation. I, I, that's what I'd like to see anyway. Be Notes taken. Okay, so let's, <laughs> we talked about the monsters, let's talk about the people. Mm-hmm. Who are the the, the, the initially in the first book, there's two, there's, there's a pilot and the co-pilot on a plane, and they are back in the second, but there's also a, a second group. Do you mm-hmm. want to describe who the characters are?
0: Uh, yeah, the the first, it, it's interesting because so many years separated the the two books uh, between 1998 and 2018. Um a lot changed technology wise, uh, with the U S Navy. So when it first started, I had Mac and Duke, um, uh, uh, Duke, the pilot and Mac, the Rio, uh, in an F-14 Tomcat, a Rio is a radar intercept officer. And so it was a two seater and, uh, you know, the F-15, uh, F-14 Tomcat was the, uh, the, uh, aircraft carrier interceptor. And so, um, by the time the next book came out, uh, the Navy had switched to the F-18 uh, Super Hornet, which is a single seater primarily, but they uh, they do have some two seaters. And so I did some research to figure out, because I needed to get Mac and Duke back on the island together. So there's a, a, mod- a, a modified F-18 called a Growler, which is a radar jamming uh, plane. So I created a situation where, you know, they they weren't going to be uh, in, in the combat area so much as they were going to be jamming the incoming Russian planes. Because in the second book, Monster Island shows up over the Bering Sea. And so the Russians send their guys over there too, because they see this thing, it's alien, and they figure, well, let's get some alien technology and change the balance of power. But, um, you know, they, they both encounter... Well, the, the Russians encounter a, uh, the, the, force field, uh, our guys knew about it. So they avoided it, but the Russian, um, a Russian missile brought them down. So, um, uh, they all end up on, on monster Island for return to monster Island. So the Russians and, and the Americans have to work together to figure out how to survive on the Island and, and find out what's going on. What happened to the Gooch? Why is this thing back? Uh, uh why are some of the security things uh, uh not working that kind of stuff so there's a little mystery going on
1: okay so how much time passed between the first volume and the second in their in the universe of of uh, monster island
0: in, in their world 2 years
1: okay so uh, and and there's a good reason why the two of them are back together going back to monster island and stuff like that
0: yeah well the reason they're still in the navy um and uh, after the first incident, they obviously had to file a report. And so when the Island appears over the Bering sea, you know, the, uh, um, uh, the USS, uh, Theodore Roosevelt is dispatched to that area. And, uh, but they know these guys know it better than anybody. So they, you know, they're, they're vacationing over on Coronado Island. They get picked up by Hilo and brought back to the aircraft carrier. And, um, um, they're sent in to, uh, you know, for intel basically to, you know, find out why the island is back, why the Gooch are there, you know, because they have they have connections.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's pretty cool how the, the that kind of because I I love the fact that there's two other people involved and according to the illustration I see on the the preview page, uh, you can see that uh, uh, Mac is the female and she's actually working with one of the Russians because he's got a red outfit on so.
0: Right, they both, they both pair up with one of the Russian pilots. Um, uh, Duke is with uh, the main pilot, uh, the MiG pilot, and 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 Mac is with um, the uh, the, um, the his Rio. Um, and uh, it's funny because the one Mac is with his his link, his English is completely um, almost like non sequitur. You know, he throws out words uh, that are English words, but they don't come together in complete sentences. So some of the stuff <laughs> he says is pretty funny.
1: Very cool, very cool. Now, I I, I do want to talk about the the planes and stuff because you do such a great job of those. But before we leave the characters, you, you talked in the video, and I noticed too, the eyes. There are times when they have eyes that you know that we see Mm -hmm. regularly but you've gone back there's a a, a, the the comic strips used to use dots or Mm -hmm. or circles for eyes and there are times when you go back to that Mm -hmm. talk about using that as an artistic choice because i find that really interesting
0: um as again i I, a huge fan of roy crane and uh, he used to do that a lot uh with with the dotted eyes and um i just think it's charming. And uh, it can be very expressive when you cull away a lot of the nuances and stuff. You can get very um, uh, strong impressions of emotions when you simplify things. So, I've always been a fan of that.
1: Very cool. Well, it looks cool. I, it it kind of I because so. even the, I think Batman the the adventures used to do that in the cartoons in the nineties. I think you would occasionally see that. On there, At least my my memory kind of goes back to that. Of course, Batman has the uh, the white eye slits, to, mm-hmm. which is like dots almost when they do that. So very cool. You can tell I'm a Batman guy. Everything has to do with Batman <laughs> to me. Well, he
0: got uh, that from the Phantom.
1: Yeah, well, let's see. There's that, and that's yeah. That's, the Phantom had it first. Another character I want to come back really badly. I really want that one. Uh, let's let, let's get to the planes and talk about the machines because a lot of the times artists don't want to do. If you ever watch like animation and stuff like that, they'll have computer generated machines, cars, Mm -hmm. and planes and stuff. But you're, I I think you do such a great job on the planes and the machines and stuff like that, that uh, I I wish other artists would take notice and and realize that you can do that. Just because it's a little tough doesn't mean that you can't do it. Because even on on the Indiegogo if you go to the Indiegogo page, you can see there's a picture of the plane coming in. And wow, that looks very realistic. I love the way that you did that. So we'll talk about that because was that a challenge or is that something that because you're kind of into the military stuff, was that mm-hmm. something that was a little easier for you? How did you tackle that?
0: Well, when I first did it, um, I bought an F-A, uh, a, a F-14 Tomcat model kit and built it so that I could hold it and photograph it on angles that I needed and see where all the details were. Um Nowadays it's so much simpler. You can, you know, pull up photographs. Uh, you can even have three D models of the types of planes you need, uh, and 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 drop them in in a layer <clears throat> into your you know digital drawing, and uh, either trace it or uh, adjust it to use it. Huh? But those well, are all hand drawn re- on, on on mine.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I can, not, can say. None
0: of that is digital in Monster Island or Return to Monster Island.
1: Yeah, they look great. I have to say they they fit in because honestly, when I see a CGI of that, it's it pulls me out of what I'm looking at. Uh-huh. And I see oh, oh CGI, oh, and then you know I kind of. <laughs> I don't like that. I I like to be, when I'm in the story, don't do anything that pulls me out. It was like when I watched the uh, Rocky, I think it was Rocky IV movie. I'm sitting in the theater and there's Rocky fighting this guy who's all pumped up on drugs and stuff. And he wins. And the first thing they do in the middle of the Soviet Union is stick an open mic in front of Rocky so he can talk. And all of a sudden I'm sitting back in the theater going, oops. This is not the. I'm out of the movie, and they would never do something like that. <laughs> so I, I was. Especially after that I,
0: guy just got beat.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought, boy, they, they'd hustle him away and you know send him to Siberia or something like that. But here they are, letting him talk on an open mic, and I thought, Mm-mm, not happening. But the the, the planes look so realistic and so good. Well, all the characters, I mean, even the people and the stuff like that, the way that they're drawn, I think is very realistic and true to how they would look if they were real people. Which leads me to ask, are the characters based on anybody, any any characters that you read, on people you knew, or are they creations of your imagination?
0: Uh, Mostly imagination. Mac is somewhat uh um based upon like her cuteness like uh uh Christy uh from from Buzz Sawyer buzz's girlfriend and eventual wife Christy uh, duke is um actually he 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 looked like a friend of mine that I used to play softball with so i kind of used him as a, a as a springboard for that character uh the two russian guys one of them is based upon um uh the guy who played james bond last what's his name daniel craig Mm. the guy you know, the, the main pilot who is that, that kind of long face and small mouth um <laughs> he's he's based on uh, daniel craig uh the other guy is just um um just you know uh, based on nobody just made up
1: oh okay well that you know cuz uh, i always ask that question cuz when I, I first interviewed uh david uh uh, Peterson, who does Mouse Guard, I, I asked him, who are the characters based on? Because they're all the mice. I thought, are they based on the Knights of the Round Table characters? Oh, I said, no, they're, they're based on my friends.
0: <laughs>
1: and I went, oh, okay. Because he said, well, I know my friends and how they'll react. And so when I write them, it's so easy because I just think, well, what would my friend do? Right, exactly. Yeah. So that, that, that makes them more realistic and stuff like that. So I I I, I always have to ask that because I, I just think it's really interesting. The creative process always fascinates me, where things come mm-hmm. from and, and how they get to do. So how many pages is in Return to Monster Island?
0: Uh, 72. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be 64 pages of story, and uh, then there'll be some extra goodies. That'll
1: well, be good. Like Like what kinds of things are going to be – uh, uh, additional stuff, so people can uh, buy this. Well, for- <laughs> uh,
0: when I, I like to cross-contaminate my uh, properties, so I do a, a a humor strip every week on syndicated on uh, Go Comics uh, called Sunshine State, and it's about um, it takes place in Florida. It's about an alligator and a and a pelican, and <sighs> they're best friends, and they're very different, um, but they're but they're still best friends. And um, so I had them go to Monster Island and, and interact like for four, five <laughs> weeks with the characters. So those strips will be printed uh, with oh, wow. the book as well. Uh, cover cool. sketches, um, uh, you know, uh, the inks without the color, that kind of stuff.
1: Cool. Very cool. Because uh, as somebody who lives in Florida and has read Mike Barron's uh, Florida uh, man, I think this. Uh, I, I all you have to do is put Florida in in the search engine, and you get the craziest stories <laughs> you'll ever see. And, and and the funniest thing for me is, who lives in Florida? I don't run into that all that much. But man, I tell you, as soon as the news comes on and stuff like that, and they say something really weird happened, I thought, oh, it's in Florida. <laughs> I grew up is.
0: there, so I know the craziness. <laughs>
1: Very cool, very cool. So okay, so uh, Re- Mon- return to Monster Island is all complete because it yes. was done before. Yep. But you're going to add new things to it, so that'll make it lots oh, of fun. Yeah. Uh, now you you've been mentioning too that there's a, another sequel, Escape from Monster Island. Right. Uh, it's always meant to
0: be a trilogy. Okay. And uh, so now I'm getting to do the third part, which which is really cool.
1: Okay. Are, are, are
0: you're working on that right now? No. Um, I'm I'm um still you know in the process of uh of the campaign for return to monster island um and i'll start that uh pretty soon i've i've actually stu- the, the plot is written um i've got character designs done for new characters that are going to be in it um but i haven't started the laying out process
1: okay okay we uh, uh crowdfunding can be pretty all consuming i know so that's uh, I- i'm not surprised that that's the case so uh well, uh, I, I, so these are the things you're working on pretty much right now, the Monster Island Trilogy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm about to fulfill my last book, uh, Ghosts of Matacumba Key. I'm waiting for the books to come from the printer this week, and then we'll start shipping those out. Um, that book, Ghosts of Metacomba Key, connects all the Nolan Universe books. So it connects uh, Monster Island to Joe Frankenstein to the Chinu to Alien Alamo. And uh, Giant Size Two-Fisted uh, Manly Tales. Those are all books I've published over the last couple of years. And I've set it up so that it's a shared universe. It's not a one continuous story, but it's a shared universe. And people have been asking me, oh, well, how, how is it shared? How do we know? You know, wh- What are the connections? And um, um, in Ghost of Medicum Baki, it becomes clear.
1: Now we can get these on your website. It's compasscomics.com, right?
0: Yeah. Every book that I've published, once they're fulfilled to my backers, uh, then goes up on, on the website.
1: Okay, because I have to tell th- you, I enjoy Joe Frankenstein. Oh, thanks. I've been buying that. It's really a good, uh, great book, lots of fun, lots of adventure and stuff. I haven't read The Chenu or The Ghosts or the other one. I've got to get i gotta get going and buy those ones (laughs) they look really interesting to me the 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 manly tales and stuff i happened to be short on money when that was going on and i couldn't buy it so Uh, i'm going to be after that is is that also on the on your website it sure is okay so we got to get there so there's a a hardcover oh it
0: is okay yeah yeah, that one's a uh, 110 pages i think
1: hardcover oh wow Okay. Um, is there a reason why you do hardcovers sometimes and other times uh, paperbacks?
0: Uh, the hardcover, um, uh, it just seemed apropos for what it was. It was hard stories, you know, tales of masculinity. Um, it came about as, as I wanted to do uh, – I get, I get tired of all the male bashing in the media and the um, uh, feminization of men. So I decided I wanted to do something that celebrated the toxic masculinity, you know, just to (laughs) (laughs) light a fire on some of these people with with that whole idea.
1: (laughs) Well, I, you know, I I, I like uh, 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 characters who have a wide variety and men can be a, a variety of them, but they've. I, I don't like it when women and men... Uh, women overshadow the man and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they can get along in real life. I mean, they do get along very well. And so, to me, I, I don't understand why one has to be over the other, why they can't work together. And, and uh, obviously, that that's true in Monster Island. I mean, you've got the mm-hmm. uh, man and woman working well together. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that's so unusual, but apparently it, but, uh, it,
0: because they don't live in the real world you know you'll see these mm. you'll see these uh, car commercials you know and the, uh, the the woman is changing the tire or um, you know stuff like that I've never seen that in real life I've never seen a, a man stand there while a woman changes a tire you mm. know um, it's just you know we have roles in life uh, and we have differences and we have to celebrate those differences in, in what m- women are great at what men are great at um, and that's why I like to do these female male pairings, uh, in characters like in ghost of Matukumba key and in, in, um, the monster Island series, Mac and Duke, you know, Mac is, is a tough girl. You know, she, she, she's a accomplished Naval uh, officer. Uh, she doesn't take shit from anybody, but she also, you know, knows uh, she has emotions that, uh, um, you know, and he can be kind of callous and, uh, you know, and that's real life. You know, there's the, those are differences, you know, W- mm-hmm. Women could be more emotional than men, and uh, you know I try to show those differences, differences, and celebrate them.
1: You know, it, it reminds me I when, when uh, Captain Janeway was on Star Trek Voyager, uh, it was often the women who were unhappy with uh, Captain Janeway because she wasn't maternal enough. She needed mm-hmm. to be more maternal and more caring, and she should talk all her problems through and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was like, on a starship. She's right? supposed to talk all about, you know, she's fighting aliens with they're shooting at her ship and she wants to talk. It <laughs> out. Uh, I mean, sometimes I can see that, but, uh, they wanted a lot more than what they did. So I, I, I think that a more realistic approach is certainly warranted. And I think that, uh, I think your stories do a great job of, of doing that. So I, I applaud that.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, I, 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 I grow I live in a house of estrogen, you know, I had three daughters and a wife and a female dog. <laughs> you know (laughs) and uh you know i i know the differences and and they see the differences in me um you know they'll make fun of me for things and you know and okay all right i'll take that but you know when when you know uh push comes to shove you know they know um you know who who who, who's going to protect them and take care of them and stuff like that so
1: very good very good now since i haven't Read the other books Could you give me A little bit of background On what is Chinoo about
0: The Chinoo is a uh, Straight up horror tale It's about a um, Ice creature That comes out It follows the the Great storms Those 500 year Blizzards that come about um, And uh, It's modern day And uh, a, 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 a giant blizzard Is hitting Lake Erie uh, the, On the buffalo shore And the Chinoo comes ashore With the storm and uh, he traps and he traps a, a group of people in a house and is hunting them. Uh, the chino was a hu- is, is based on Indian or Native American legend. Uh, and he was a, a, a man at one time who, who scarred his soul uh, typically uh, because of cannibalism, but there are other things that'll do it. And so he turns into a nice creature and he eats the hearts of men. Uh, in a, uh, vain attempt to, uh, reclaim some warmth. Um, so, um, that's what the shinu is. And he, he, he's hunting these people. It's a very claustrophobic horror tale, which mm-hmm. is really, really cool.
1: I noticed you sell a plushie of the chenou. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find interesting. Yeah, it's, it's this, horrible this creature cute chenou with the
0: teeth <laughs> yeah. and everything, and he's holding his heart,
1: you know, like a, like a Valentine's Day heart, you know. <laughs> Does that sell well? I have to, that, that's kind of interesting to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've right. been saving some aside because uh, there's going to be a sequel to the chenou called Chanou 77, um, hopefully next year and uh, I'm going to put the, the the plushies up with that so people can get the books and the plushie together as a package. Mm, cool. But they are no. available now. There's, they're currently – there's some available uh, on the website.
1: Yeah, that's true. Now, I've got the books, uh, Joe Frankenstein. Why don't you tell people what Joe Frankenstein's about?
0: Uh, <clears throat> Joe is a, um, a love story to um, Universal Monsters and is um, basically a, a, a boy – young guy who's been in and out of foster homes his entire life. His name is Joe Pratt. And uh, uh, Joe's delivering pizzas one night and uh, he's attacked by these, these vampires. Um, And he's saved by this giant who comes in uh, uh, and um, dispatches the vampires. And the giant is revealed to be the Frankenstein monster. And that Joe Pratt has never been a Pratt. He he's always been Joe Frankenstein. He's the last heir of the Frankenstein name. And the monster has been watching over him his entire life because Joe's blood mixed with the the monster's blood contains a codex for eternal life. And the bride, the monster's uh, bride uh, wants that. She doesn't have it. The the Baron Frankenstein didn't put that into her. He wasn't going to make the same mistake twice that he did with the first monster. (laughs) So, uh, he skipped that part, but she's been keeping herself alive through sorcery and surgeries and stuff like that, but she wants that. So she's been searching for Joe for his entire life, finally founds him, finds him. And then the monster has to take him under his wing to protect him. And, um, uh, you know, they find out that, you know, the nightmares of
1: our, uh, of our dreams are real. Mm-hmm. So There's two of those, right? Mm-hmm.
0: It's one big be- story.
1: Okay. Are there any more coming or is that the, yeah. the whole tale?
0: Nope, nope. Uh, there's uh, Joe Frankenstein, The Eye of Ra, which will be coming out <clears throat> probably maybe end of this year, early next year.
1: Wow, okay, so i got to make sure I, I have money on hand for that because I want to be sure <laughs> to, get that, to keep up with that. Now, you mentioned the uh, giant-sized two-fisted manly tales. Uh, it's described on the website as a 112-page hardcover uh, by some of the most legendary writers and artists in the comic business. Who else are the creators? Is Chuck Dixon. He must have written one of those.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chuck wrote two stories. Bo Smith wrote two stories. Uh, Mike Barron wrote two stories. Kevin Grievous wrote two stories. Uh, Bo Smith wrote two stories. And I wrote two stories.
1: Wow, okay. Uh, did you, how many did you draw? I drew none of them. Oh, none? Okay, so you just did writing in this one. Yeah, oh, wow. I was
0: writer and publisher.
1: <clears throat> wow, okay. That'll be fun. I got to get some money I got some money coming <laughs> soon. I'll have to put some of them. Yeah, and, we got
0: artists like Butch Geis and Bart Sears, um, uh, Kelsey Shannon. Uh, we It's a real who's who. It's really great stuff.
1: I, I love adventure. I love <laughs> action. I love... Uh, things that have me guessing what's going to happen next. And I like that kind of stuff. So I got to get a hold of this book too. Uh, It it looks like a great book. Uh, Are there other projects you're working on? Uh, It sounds like these guys keep you busy though. I'm just sort of curious if you're up to other stuff.
0: Oh, no, no. I strictly work for Compass Comics. I don't have time to do freelance work anymore.
1: Okay. Uh, And these guys, these books are the ones that are keeping you going don't have anything else coming down the pipe something new or different
0: oh uh, well i mean the the new uh, escape from monster island the next <laughs> gotcha. uh, joe frankenstein the next yeah, yeah. you know all that
1: is all new okay so that's, so that's what's keeping you busy these days well that's good mm-hmm. because uh, that's good for us fans because we get to to read those great stories so that's going to be fun now as far as people following you on social media how do they do that
0: uh, I'm on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, and on Instagram, and then I have a YouTube channel, uh, which I uh, I broadcast um, <coughs> uh, every week uh, on Wednesdays, typically on Wednesdays.
1: Well, I have to uh, encourage people to go there and look at that because that's where a lot of the information that I got. I watched that video that you had about where uh, uh, Return to Monster Island came from and it gave me a lot of information and there's a lot on there that we haven't talked about so I encourage people to go there and look at that video because it's lots of good stuff on there lots of great things happening Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I encourage that Uh, Graham you just do such wonderful stuff I have to say that uh, if I see your name on something I'm after it and I'm behind so I got to get after these other ones I don't already have so I encourage people to get on there. You're going to get great storytelling, beautiful art, and adventure. That's my word. I think that would describe your stuff. So it's just great. So, Graham, um, when again is the, uh, the Indiegogo campaign going to conclude? end of March sometime. I don't know the exact date. Okay. Well, yeah. if we go to the Indiegogo page, we'll, we'll know what we'll get all that good stuff. So yeah. it, just great stuff. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be, I, I, I haven't signed up yet, but I will be signing up. So I want to encourage other people to do that and look for Graham Nolan's return to monster Island on Indiegogo. If, if there's stuff that you want also from Graham that, that's not included in that, Go to CompassComics.com, and you'll find a great big bunch of good stuff there worth spending your money on. Believe me, I'm going to be investing a lot in there pretty quick because <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. So, Graham, keep up the wonderful stuff, and it's a, a pleasure to talk with you. We'll have to talk again sometime when other Absolutely. stuff is coming
0: out. Absolutely. Thank you uh, for inviting me on, Wayne. It's been a pleasure.
1: People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy,
0: and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne, as a man i flesh and blood, I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but it's a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast, so you can
1: keep reading your comics. And that's it for this week. Be sure to be back next time when I'll have another great interview with yet another terrific comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics.